Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, friends, today we have the the privilege of celebrating the feast day for uh, an incredible man, an incredible saint, a man who certainly remained in the Lord and abided on him like a a branch on the vine. Today we celebrate the feast day of St. Damien of Molokai, who was canonized not too long ago. I meant to look up the date, uh, the year, but I know it was in seminary because we had a big uh, Damien Hawaiian-themed party for him, so it was pretty fun. Anyway, he was born in rural Belgium on January 3rd, 1840, and his name at his baptism was Joseph de Wuster. He, he was the youngest of seven kids. He grew up on a farm, and Joseph, he was prepared uh, to, he was being prepared by his family to take over the farm, but farm life was not something that really interested in him. He did not want to be a farmer. He didn't want to enter into the family business. Instead, he wanted to follow his older brother and his two older sisters who entered religious life. That's what he wanted to do. So he attended school up until he was 13 years old when his help was needed on the family farm full time. He aided his family in all the things that he needed to do, all those things, and uh, eventually he was kind of given permission by his parents to be released from all of that, and he joined the Congregation of the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary, which is the same congregation that his brother was in. He took the name of Damien, Brother Damien, when he joined this congregation. He took the name because Damien was the 6th century martyr. It's a powerful, powerful, I don't know, prophetic image. While uh, St. Damien of Molokai wasn't martyred uh, per se, he was definitely a martyr of love. Anyway, so in 1864, Damien's older brother, who was also, like I said, in the same congregation, he was supposed to be sent to Hawaii, but because of all sorts of circumstances, sickness, illness, uh, he was unable to go. And so Brother Damien said, send me instead. I'll go in his stead. He desperately wanted to be a missionary. In fact, the the story goes that every night he'd be praying, doing his evening prayer, and uh, he had this icon, this image of um, St. Francis Xavier, the great Jesuit missionary. He'd be praying in front of the image of the crucifix and the image of St. Francis Xavier, who was just an incredible man who traveled to uh, China to bring the gospel there. Anyway, so eventually, his religious brothers, they agreed to send him and to have him ordained. So Brother Damien, he arrives in Hawaii in March of 1864, and he's ordained a priest on the island of Hawaii two months later after his arrival there. So for nine years, he works uh, effectively as a sort of parish priest in Hawaii. Um, it was a somewhat unremarkable season of his life. He was just doing normal pastoral care kind of undistinguished in any sort of way. He was just kind of comfortable. Uh, So, in 1866, Hawaii establishes a leper colony on the island of Molokai. And Father Damien's heart was deeply moved for the suffering of these people who were quite literally shipped there to rot to death. He was pierced by their plight. So, in 1873, Father Damien made the trip to be with these people in their colony to begin offering pastoral care to them. When he arrived on the island by boat, he finds that the conditions there were just deplorable, miserable. People were just left untreated. There was tremendous suffering in all forms of immorality and licentiousness. The people were just 
They had lost their way tremendously, and they were suffering like unimaginable pain. So what did he do? He just simply began to father them. He began to father them. He was giving structure, and he was giving order and guidance to their lives, and he was providing pastoral care, preaching and teaching, but he was also providing medical care, um, attending to the physical wounds, the physical suffering of these people. So he was only supposed to work on the island. His, his stint was only supposed to be three years. He was supposed to be replaced by somebody else. Uh, but he grew so fond of them. He grew so fond of the assignment that he asked to stay. Good thing, too, because there was no one who was going to replace him. There was no one who was signing up for this. This island of Molokai was going to be his final home because he actually contracted the disease himself. Um, it affects a small number of, of uh, people within the population, but he happened to have the genetic markers, the sort of predisposition, and he was, um, he contracted the, the disease. And he figured it out because he had accidentally stepped his foot into a, a cauldron of pretty hot, scalding water, and he didn't feel it. So he knew that he was also now one of the lepers. It's a fascinating story, amazing story of, of <clears throat> how um, one day, uh, well, Damien, he was in this season of desperately needing to go to confession himself, right? So as a priest, you can, you know, you can hear everyone else's confession, but you can't hear your own confession. That's a question that kids in the school ask all the time. Can you hear your own confession? Yeah, you just look in the mirror, you know, good looking, I absolve you, you know. No, you have to have another priest, right? You have to have another priest. And there were no priests who wanted to come to Molokai. And so apparently there was a day where a bishop was on a boat getting a tour of the islands. He wasn't about to step foot on the shore. So Damien, he sees this bishop offshore and he wades out into the water and he begins like confessing his sins, screaming them to the bishop on the boat. Amazing, just desperate for God's mercy, absolutely desperate. This was a man of unbelievable, deep, tremendous prayer, deep interiority, deep conformity to the suffering Christ. He bore amazing fruit because of how deeply he abided on him. Right, Jesus who said, I came to seek and to save the lost. I mean, there's no one more lost than those lepers on Molokai. And Damien, he derived all of his strength from Jesus' presence in the Eucharist. This is a quote. He says this, The Eucharist is the bread that gives strength. It is at once the most eloquent proof of his love and the most powerful means of fostering his love in us. He gives himself every day so that our hearts, as burning coals, may set afire the hearts of the faithful. And this, without the blessed sacrament, a position like mine would be intolerable. A number of years ago, towards the beginning of his pontificate, Pope Francis told us priests and bishops that, uh, that shepherds ought to smell like their sheep, which is not a way of saying that we ought to be mired in the same sins of the people. It's to say that we ought to be closely attuned, close accompaniment, all those things. So on this feast day of St. Damien, I just uh, want to humbly ask for your prayers from me and Father Joe that as your shepherds, as the ones who by God's providence and grace and design been asked to shepherd this parish, that you would pray for us through his intercession that we would be good and tireless shepherds smelling like the sheep.